The title of my message is, If You See It, You Can Have It. If You See It, You Can Have It. And this comes from um, 2 Kings. And I'm going to give you a little preview with Elijah and Elisha. And Elijah is a prophet in Israel. He's a powerful prophet to the Israelites. And Elisha is following him. Everywhere he goes, he is following him. And he, well, he didn't start by following him yet, but we'll get to that a little bit later. But it says at the the very beginning of 2 Kings that he is getting ready to be taken. So it was just kind of like a known thing. They said, he's going to be taken from you. The, The prophets told him, he's going to be taken from you. And so they're in Gilgal, and they're traveling from Gilgal. And three times, Elijah tells Elisha, who he is mentoring, who he's discipling, he says, you stay here, and I'm going on to to Bethel. He says, no, 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 I'm coming with you. I am not staying. I am going wherever you go. And so, again, he goes on to Jericho, and he says, Stay here, just stay here, stay here. He knew that he was getting ready to go. And he said, no, I am coming with you. I will not be left. I'm coming with you. And so again, he goes down to um, the Jordan. I think it was Bethel, then Jericho, then Jordan. So then he goes to the Jordan. He says, you stay here, you stay here. He says, no, I am not going to stay. I am going with you. I'm going to follow you. And so he wouldn't, he wasn't able to get him to stay. He would not stay where he was. He said, I am going to follow you. I'm going to go with you. And, but there were 50 um, sons of prophets, it says, that stood watching from a distance. And I thought of them like, hmm, God, is this like people that are, they know about God? but maybe they don't really have their own relationship with God. And that's kind of like really being left out. So if these 50 sons of prophets knew, they even knew, they said, you know your master is going to get taken from you today. He's going. He's going up to heaven. He's going to be taken from you today. They even knew. And so there's so many people that know of God, but they don't know God. And so they stood from afar. And how sad that they were left out. They were left out. Who likes to be left out in here? I do not like to be left out. Even, especially as a child, feeling that left out, people are having fun and you're not a part of it. (gasps) That's the worst. But do you know, even as an adult, I don't like to be left out. If I see people having fun conversations, I'm like, oh, what are you guys talking about? I want to laugh too. What's going on? What's happening? I did it with some of our Joshua Kid girls um, yesterday. I kind of did it more to be nosy to to see what they were talking about because I knew it was like, mm. and so they're like teen tweeners and, and so they were all at a round table and I just went and sat down and said, and they're looking at their phones and I'm like, they didn't even tell me to leave. So I was like, oh, this is good. I haven't, I haven't been told to leave yet. So I just got to see, I'm like, I don't want to be left out. What are you guys talking about? And it was boys, but you know, I helped kind of shift the conversation, but nobody wants to be left out. Let's not be left out of what God is doing. I remember when, um, when we, were, when we were little, you guys always get, I don't know if Pastor Mary gives all the stories of our childhood, but now you know why my dad has white hair, if you've ever seen my dad, pure white hair, poor guy. It's us, we did it to him. <laughs> but I remember um, my sisters, I think this was a story, if not, it's what my mind remembers, so this is what I'm going with. But we were in the basement, and I, I think I had like strep throat or pink eye or something, but obviously it wasn't that sick, because I was still like able to... I'll let you do what I did. But April was um, making fun of me. 
your mom, of course, Lindsay. She was the teaser. She was make, she's still a teaser. She was making fun of me because I couldn't go to this birthday party they were all getting ready to go to. And I was so upset. I was getting ready to be left out. And I'm the youngest girl, so, you know, it's easy. I'm an easy target already. And so she was roller skating, which I didn't have roller skates on either. So that was probably another reason why I was feeling left out. She's roller skating around the basement. And she's just, ha, 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 just having a good old time. And I take the broomstick. And I... I know. I tripped her. Like she was going fast too. And she, like, and she bit it hard and she she's she has stitches right here. So I felt so bad. I got in trouble. So yeah, go check out your mom's scar, Lindsay. That was my fault. But I have a scar from her too, so <laughs> And another time, we were at um, Beulah Beach, not too far from here in Vermilion, and I remember I got in trouble. I was doing something bad, probably. I don't know. We were there with our, our cousins and our aunts, and, and, and I wasn't allowed to go on the hayride. It was the, the night dusk hayride, and it was so exciting, and everybody was getting on, and my mom's like, no, you didn't listen. You have to stay here, and they're like on the back of it, you know, legs dangling, and they're like, bye, and they're just going down the street, and it's the worst feeling to be left out. It was so sad. I'm crying. And my mom, she's so too sweet and nice. And she had sympathy. And she's like, okay, fine, go. So I ran and got on the, the hayride as fast as I can. But there's something about being left out. God doesn't want us to be left out. And he wants to put that desire in you so that you don't want to be left out of anything that he's doing. And so that's how I imagine these prophets being far away, watching from a distance of what is happening and what's going on. And so just the, the next part of this, Elijah took his mantle when they were going to the, to the Jordan and he hit the water, he struck the water and it parted. And only the two of them, the Bible says the two of them crossed over. So they didn't go with them. Just the two of them crossed over. So here we are in um, 2 Kings chapter 2. And my point number one, are you watching? Are you watching? Second Kings chapter two, verse nine through 12. And when they had crossed over, Elijah said to Elisha, ask what I shall do, be, do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And he said, you have asked for a difficult thing. However, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. And as they continued along and talked, behold, a chariot of fire with horses of fire appeared suddenly and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw it and cried out, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. And he no longer saw Elijah. And then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces in grief. But Elijah's mantle fell down and he was able to pick it up because he went with him. He would not let him go. He stayed with him. And that anointing, he was able to grab hold of. Because we have, but we have to be watching. We have to be present. We have to be ready. We can't allow ourselves to know of God, but not know him. And not know him personally, not go with him. And I wonder, why did, those, why did the sons of prophets stay? Were they, were they scared? Was there disbelief? What was going on in their hearts? Um, verse 9, so it was when they crossed over. What may I do for you? And there's something about being there. When you're there, you're blessed. There's something about showing up. There's something about being 
present. I know like just as a child when just having, having four of us growing up and if you were the only one that got to go with mom or dad to the store, especially mom, you're like, I'm going to go and sneak off with them. You know, you're going to get something. Because if everybody goes, it's like, no, 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 I'm not spending that. I'm sticking to this grocery list. But if it's just you, you know you're going to get mom to get you that candy bar or, you know, that little snack that you wanted. And then you can hurry up and eat on the way home before your siblings find out about it. Or like Aunt Pat, who's over, over here in Kids Church today, she would take us on our special day. And ev- just one of us at a time. And we got whatever we wanted. And it was so much fun. But there's something about being there. Like when you have to win a prize, you sign up for something, it says you must be present to win, right? There's something about being there in God's presence, watching and waiting and not watching from afar, being up close in his presence. So are you watching? I want to be so close in the face of Jesus that we don't miss out, church. We've got to be so close and ready to hear and watching and present that we don't miss out. So three times Elisha said, no, I will not leave you. I will not leave. I will not leave. But it cost you something. It's going to cost us something, right? Number two, it cost us something. It's not going to just be easy all the time. It cost him something. He had to travel. He had to go this place, and now I'm going that place, and I'm going to come with you, and I'm sticking with you. I'm not giving up. It cost him something. So watching takes discipline. It takes endurance, but each step of faith with him. It's going to take endurance. There's no formulas. I'm going to tell you right now, there's so many great books out there, and they're great resources and tools, but this is it. There's no formulas. It's a relationship, and each and every one of you have a different personal relationship with him than I have with him. You've got to have your own I can't have it for you, and you can't have it for me, right? It costs us something, but it's so good, and it's so, so worth it. So waiting and watching reflects our absolute dependence and trust in God, and only through a love relationship with him. It shows our dependence on him. Do we trust him? Through through the relationship that we have with him. An intimate relationship. I love Elijah had a no-quit attitude, Elisha. And do you know when he found, when God told Elijah who to go to, and so when he found Elisha, he was a farmer. He was out plowing in his field. And so he, he had plow, his, his plow and his cattle or his oxen, whatever he's you know, going through the field with, when Elisha, or Elijah, get those names mixed up too much, he came in and put his mantle on him. And that meant, come and follow me. God wants you. Come and follow me. You've been chosen. You've been chosen, church. You have been chosen. You are here. And you know what he did? He took his oxen and he sacrificed it. And I love this part. This part spoke to me so much. He took his, um, I don't know, what is it called now? I can't remember that. He's driving his, yes, his yoke thing. I just imagine like wood and I don't know, something that he's driving his oxen with, right? Yes, his plow. Thank you. So he burned it. He cut it up and he burned it and he offered it as a sacrifice. And then he took his oxen and he made that and then he fed everybody with it. And so do you know what that meant? He couldn't go back to that. He couldn't go back. That was it. That cost him something. 
He said, God, I'm all in. I want all of you. I don't want anything to do with any of this. None of my own strength, complete and total dependence on him. Not on my, that was his livelihood. That was everything that he had. And he sacrificed it. He said, God, I want to give it all to you. All of it to you, to be discipled by you, to know you more, to serve you. So it can be hard. Elijah said, that is a hard thing that you asked. That's hard. That's hard that you asked. It might be uncomfortable. It might be intimidating. That's kind of scary to go burn up your livelihood, right? And God might not be calling you to burn up your livelihood and, and just sacrifice it and feed it to everybody. Maybe he is. I don't know. But, but he's calling you to trust him with your life. Trust him, depend on him, get to know him more, get in his word, get to know who he is and who he is to you and prepare yourself. Be bold and ask for it, but, but then we better be ready for it. If we're gonna ask for it, we better be ready for it. Elisha was bold enough to ask, but he was ready because he was watching. His eyes were fixed. He said, I'm not going to miss it. I'm going to follow you everywhere you go. You are not getting away from me. I am not going to miss it. So where you are matters. I've been watching Caden. Um, That's cool. I'm glad Lindsay's here. I wish Caden was here. I've been watching Caden, our nephew, on um, like some of his stories on Instagram, and he just signed to play football and so for college. And so I've been watching him like lift, and, and it's a different level now. He has to prepare himself because it's not high school anymore. Now he's preparing himself for college, for, for bigger and stronger men. So it's going to cost something. We've got to prepare ourselves and be ready and watching, having spirit eyes. That's what matters. But I must adjust my life to his will. It can't be what we want. I have to say, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking what do you want me to do? It's so hard. And this is a daily thing. I'm telling you, I have, do not have this done yet. Like, I do not have this down at all. I'm like, show me every day. Where am I not adjusting my life to your will? We want him to fit into what we want to do. Come over here, Jesus. This is what I need. And I need that. And I need this. And he's like, okay, I love you. But just let me know when you're ready for me to, to have my will done in your life. And it's so much better. It's so much better when it's his will working through our life and not our own. And watching closely to be a part of what he's doing. What he is doing is the best way to be a part of what he is doing. In John 14, 21, I don't have this back there, but you can just write this down um, for just to look at. Go read it later. Um, it's a good one to memorize. But the ones who have my command and keep them is the one who loves me. I will reveal myself to him. I want God to reveal himself to me. Like daily, every moment, God, reveal to me what you're saying. What are you doing? What are you speaking? So that I don't miss it. But the more time you spend with Jesus, the more time you spend following after him, he is able to reveal himself to you. The word will literally just like come alive and he'll speak to you right in the middle of your circumstance, right in the middle of what you're doing. And he'll reveal it through his word, through Holy Spirit, um, through circumstances, through people that are following after him to give words to you. But number three, we must hunger for him. How hungry are we for God's spirit to be upon us? Elisha was hungry. He did not let him go. He was hungry, but it's worth moving and following after him. Many people don't even see it. It's uncomfortable, and it takes boldness to go. It takes boldness to go. 
It takes boldness to be hungry enough to ask God for hard things. Elijah said, you asked for a hard thing. Ask for hard things. God wants to do it for you. If you're watching, you can have it, right? If you're close enough, you can have it. But I have to position myself to see it. I can't be far away. I can't be all the way over here or all the way in the back of the room like the 50 sons of prophets watching from all the way over here. That's not, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work. But God knows that every step of obedience to him draws us closer to him. Every step of obedience draws you closer to what he has for your life and what he wants to do. So we have to adjust ourselves to his will. So ask yourself, what is keeping you at a distance? What's keeping you there? Is it disbelief? Are we, um, is it fear, pride? Sometimes it's pride. I know like God shows me, mm, you're just being a little prideful. You need to, you don't know anything. Go back because you know nothing. <laughs> do this again, right? You need to try it again. You do not know. Or we're, maybe we're comfortable. We're, in, we're comfortable where we are. The 50 sons, like they were comfortable back here. I don't want to do that. I'm not traveling all over the place. I'm not going to adjust my will to, to what you want to do. God, I'm comfortable here. I'm not going to sell it all and sacrifice it all to go and follow after you. I, I'm not going to do that. But God knows that every step closer to him will give us greater knowledge and revelation of what he's doing and what he's speaking to our heart and to our spirit. So I don't want to be like those prophets. I thought to myself, God, what if we came to church every Sunday, didn't miss a Sunday, and we still didn't see it? How sad would that be, right? There's a, there's a, um, a lady in Valley View, and she is believing for her healing. She's in a wheelchair and I thought, man, I know God's, God's going to heal her, but I want to be there when it happens. I want to be there to see it. I want to be there. How sad is that if, if we knew and we watched from a distance, but we didn't see it close up front and we didn't get his spirit upon us? How sad would that be? So we've got to stay hungry. We've got to stay hungry for him. He is at work around us daily. So we have to ask him for a tender sensitive heart to respond to the slightest promptings, even the slightest promptings that he's speaking. Say, hey, go pray for that person. Go and talk to that person. Get up six o'clock in the morning. Wake up. Go read the word. Wake up. Go do this. Wake up. Turn off that show. Ugh. Right? Oh, but this series is so good. It is hurting your spirit, man. Turn it off. <laughs> I know sometimes like oh, if I'm watching something, then I'll go to bed and dream about it. And I'm like, oh, why did I watch that? And now it's like, yuck, right? It just gets on you, yuck. But the slightest promptings, he wants to have an intimate, close relationship with you. He doesn't want to just do it here on Sunday morning. He wants to be with you wherever you are, wherever you're going, the conversations that you're having, even in your own head, what you're saying to yourself. I want to be there when he moves. He desires, church, to reveal his character to you. He desires to reveal himself to you in an intimate way, just between you and him. And in closing, we need to have spirit eyes and a sensitive heart to see his working through and around us. Psalms, 30, Psalms 834, I think I have that back there. Yep. 
says, blessed, happy, prosperous to be admired is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at my doorposts. Watching daily at my gates, waiting at my doorposts. So every single day, we have to be watching and waiting to see what he's speaking to us. Luke 12, 37 Blessed, happy, prosperous to be admired are those servants whom the master finds awake and watching when he arrives. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, he will prepare himself to serve and will have them recline at the table and will come and wait on them. We need to be awake and we need to be watching. We've got to get out of our comfort zone. It's going to cost us something, but it's worth it right? We've got to stay hungry. We've got to be watching. We've got to be waiting. We have to say, Holy Spirit, give me a teachable heart. Show me what you want to, you want to say. Show me what you're doing. Show me where you're working. Show me where I need to adjust my will to fit into what you're doing. Not what I want, but what you're doing. And then he can use that heart. He can use that teachable heart. Give me spirit eyes and a sensitive heart that you can work through us and around us. In 2 Kings, Elisha, um, 2 Kings verse 6, when Elisha, like Elijah had went up and, and Elisha had that double portion and he had a servant with him and there was an army, huge army that was coming against, against them and it didn't look good. But Elisha wasn't afraid. And his servant's like, what are you doing? What are we going to do? We're going to die. We're going to die. Ah, there was fear all around him. And Elisha said, God, open his eyes so he can see. And so when his eyes were opened, he saw in the spirit realm the chariots of fire, the angels and horses of fire and chariots that were surrounding around them, protecting them. And then the armies were struck blind. And they were basically just went off and fought themselves. And they didn't have to do anything. They didn't have to do anything. So let's pray for spirit eyes that God will show us so that we can be just like, I love what Alyssa said, that we can be so fixed on what God is doing that we're not afraid of anything else around us because he is fighting for us. All of that up in the spirit realm, he is completely fighting for us. So God desires to reveal himself to you, but we have to step out in faith before we can actually see it. We have to have a no quit attitude. Don't quit. Like Elisha wouldn't quit, don't quit. We can't quit. We can't quit on people either. There's so many times we're like, eh, I'm done with that person. They're not, they're not really you know, doing what, what I think they should be doing. They're not, they're not ready. They're not serving God. They're not listening. God's working on their heart. God's working on their heart. Don't quit on them. Ask Holy Spirit to give you those spirit eyes so that you can see the angels of armies around them, that God has answered your prayer, that he is going before you and he is working on their heart. So don't quit. Have a don't quit attitude to step out in faith. He desires a more intimate love relationship with you. God wants to reveal his character to you. And it's really cool how he does that because through circumstances that you go through, each time he'll reveal who he is. He'll reveal his promises in your life. He'll reveal his loving nature because he won't quit on you. He won't quit on us. Sometimes we walk away, right? We're standing way over here 
or we're standing way in the back just watching from a distance. But he's like, come on, come close. Ask for the hard things. Be bold. Come to my throne bold and ask for it. God wants to do it for you. And one more time, John 14, 21. If you didn't write it down last time, you get a chance again to write it down. The one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my father. And I also will love him and reveal myself to him. But we have to be close up watching and waiting for his spirit to be released and revealed to us. God wants to know you. But you know what? If we're all desperate for him, I know that like that the, the revivals and going there, being there matters. Being in those rooms with that, the heavy presence of God, yeah. that stuff matters. But imagine church right here in your own homes. It doesn't matter where it is. If every single one of us were so hungry, God's, God wants to do it. He's just waiting He's waiting. I, I, when I was praying this morning, man, I thought, what if I can get my whole family, we can just all come over and get on the living room floor and just cry out to God. And I could just imagine our neighbors banging on the door. What are you doing in there? Let me in. What are you doing in there? I need prayer for my family. I need prayer, this person or that person. Imagine what our neighborhoods would look like if we were so hungry before God that that is all that we wanted. That's all that we desire. God, reveal reveal yourself to me. I want to adjust my life to your will. I don't want to stand way over there where they stood. I want to know you for myself. I can't move if I don't know you for myself. I can't breathe if I don't know you for myself. That hunger, that desperation that we had to take our all of it, take our plow, burn it up, sacrifice it, and run after God with everything in us. And who cares with a no-quit attitude, right? And the reason why it's so powerful is because you guys, like young people, you, Bart here, Lindsay and Emma, you guys got like, there's power. There's power in that because when they don't care, like, we get older and we're like, eh, I don't even care anymore. Now I'll dance, I'll act crazy, I don't care. It's cool when you get to an older age because you're like, I don't care what people think. Man, we talk about, me and Mary were saying, man, I would never want to go back to high school again. But if I did, I would do it different with a who cares attitude. But only who cares what Jesus, only care what Jesus thinks, right? The only caring what he thinks attitude. Because there is so much power in that where we allow Holy Spirit to reveal himself to us and to live and breathe and move through us. So let's be hungry for him. I want to pray, but I want to pray first just for um, maybe that you don't have a relationship with him yourself. Maybe you feel like maybe you're one of those prophets. I know of God, but I don't really feel that close to him. I don't feel like I would be the one walking with Elijah. I don't, I'm standing from a distance. I'm standing far away. God wants to know you. He wants to reveal himself to you. And I kind of see it as like a marriage. And if you've never been married, I'll explain it if you have, then you'll understand completely. <laughs> it's like a marriage. If you, you, the wedding day, it's when you said your vows, Right? That was when you said your vows. You made that commitment. You made that covenant 
with that person. But now you've got a lifetime to live with them, to get to know them. And that's like what it is with Jesus. When you come to the cross and you say, Jesus, I want to give my life to you. And in Romans 9, where it says, God says, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you will be saved. But it doesn't end there, church. It doesn't end there. It starts there, just like at the the wedding ceremony. That was only the beginning. Now you get to spend the rest of your life getting to know that person that you've committed your life to. You get to know them more and more every day. You learn new things about them. And that's what Jesus wants. He desires for you to desire him. He doesn't want to share you. He's jealous. He's jealous. When you're just kind of like, oh, I don't have time right now. He's like, oh, I miss you. I have so much to tell you in my word. I want to remind you how powerful you are. I want to remind you that the generations after you belong to me. That it's not just about us, right? It's about them. (laughs) It's about them. It's about the, the little ones. He wants us to know him more. So I want to pray with you. If you know him, pray with us. If you're not sure, let's pray together. And you've you've got to be the one that means it in your heart. It's between you and him. But I want to lead you in it. Father, I just thank you right now, God. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are so good. You are so merciful to us. Thank you, Lord, that you are revealing yourself. Jesus, we want to see it. We want to be watching and waiting. We don't want to be standing off in a distance, God. We want to be there when your spirit falls. We want your presence, God. We want your Holy Spirit living and breathing inside of us, Father. We desire to know you more. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that your word says that if we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth, that we will be saved. So thank you for salvation. Thank you for the cross, God. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us, that makes us whole, that shows us, Jesus, how to follow you. So now, Lord, we give our heart to you. But we don't stop here, this day of covenant relationship with you. If this is your first time in a, just asking Jesus into your heart, into a covenant relationship with you, this, isn't, this is the beginning. Father, I just pray right now for families. I pray for relationships in here, God. Lord, I just pray that, that God, our spirit eyes will be open. Lord, that you will show us, God, how to hunger for you, Lord. You will show us how to watch, what to look for. You'll make our, our hearts sensitive to the very slight, slightest callings that you're, you're speaking to us, God. Father, I pray that you would just bless families, Father. 
that you are a God of generations, Lord. Holy Spirit, minister to every family in here. Put a hunger in our hearts. Put a hunger in our home. Put a hunger in our children, Jesus. Thank you for mothers and fathers, God, in the kingdom. Thank you, Lord, that they will help to build and establish your kingdom. Spiritual mothers and fathers, natural mothers and fathers. God, that we will be bold and we will ask for your spirit. We will be bold, Lord Jesus, and we will position ourselves in your presence, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. If you could stand with me now, you can stand up. And I think there's just something about like positioning yourself before God. So as we get ready to dismiss and leave, let's just lift our hands together just for a minute. Lift our hands together. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're watching, God. We're waiting, Father. We want more, Jesus. We will not quit, God. Thank you, Lord, for a boldness and a strength in this room. Thank you for a no-quit spirit in this room, God. Thank you, breath of God, that you are breathing on every person now, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. you need prayer come up to the altars but let's just worship one more time as we dismiss and live right love everybody and pray hard we love you and we bless you this morning.